G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Think about things that preoccupy the Holy Spirit. Here's what the Holy Spirit is preoccupied with. He wants us to think about the fact that we're adopted, we're loved, and we're welcomed. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie points out how to be spiritually minded, how to let the Holy Spirit influence our thinking each day. Remember, you're an adopted child of God. You are welcomed by God. God wants to hear from you. And that's what it is to be spiritually minded people. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. It's fashionable to be an independent thinker, to question the norm, to think outside the box. But what do we call those independent thinkers who think the same way? It may not always be beneficial to think outside the box, but it is always beneficial to look up. Today on A New Beginning, Ori points out success isn't measured in how different we are from other people. No, it's measured in how much we pattern our thoughts and our actions after the Lord. More on that today. Well, let's turn in our Bibles to Romans chapter 8. And the title of my message is How to Live a Spirit-Led Life. You know, maybe you've come here today depressed. Depression is real. It's powerful. Sometimes when people try to cheer you up, when you're depressed, they only make it worse. You know what I'm saying? So maybe you feel that way. There are three basic reasons, I think, that people find themselves depressed. They're either depressed about their past, about their future, or about their present. First, they're often depressed about their past. It's something you did, something you wished you had not done. Maybe it was a year ago, a day ago, maybe it was 25 years ago, but the ramifications and effects of it are still a part of your life today. So there's a depression about that. Or maybe you find yourself anxious about your future. You're worried about something. You have a problem of some kind and you're thinking, what if this happens or what if that happens and it weighs heavily on you or maybe it's just something you're dealing with in the moment. You have a big whopper of a problem. It seems like an insurmountable obstacle and it may be a financial problem. It may be an illness. It may be a family problem or whatever it is. You come here today with this issue. I read about a young woman who was living a very successful and happy life. She was a dietitian living in New York City, also kind of a foodie, you know. She posted on her Instagram account all these incredible photos of eating food in exotic locations, but then tragically, she committed suicide. And she wrote a suicide note to her mother and said that despite all of these great things, despite having a great life, she said, I feel absolutely nothing. Then she wrote, I have accepted hope as nothing more than delayed disappointment and I'm just plain old fashioned tired of feeling 
tired, end quote, how sad that is. She thinks hope is delayed disappointment. And I think the problem is, is if you put your hope in this world that is hope misplaced. It's not gonna help you. It's not gonna solve your problems. The oldest book of the Bible, the book of Job, puts it this way in Job 8.13. The hopes of the godless evaporate. Their confidence hangs by a thread. They're leaning on a spider's web. Have you ever leaned on a spider's web? It's not gonna support you very well. That's what it's like to lean on this world. I wish I could have spoken with this young lady and told her there's hope. She was looking in the wrong places. And Romans 8 is filled with promises about our past, present, and future. This chapter is all about how to live a spirit-led life. So let's read a few verses together. Romans 8, starting in verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak to the flesh, God did, by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. We'll stop there. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. A Spirit-led believer lives a condemnation-free life. A Spirit-led believer lives a condemnation-free life. Romans 8.1 starts with no condemnation. It ends with no separation. However, Paul does not say there'll be no failures or inconsistencies because we're all gonna mess up. We're still going to sin. But he tells us there's no sort of condemnation. Why? Because Jesus took that condemnation, that judgment that we should have faced on himself when he died on the cross of Calvary. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Everything becomes new. Number two, the best way to not go backwards is to go forward in the Spirit. The best way to not go backwards is to go forward in the Spirit. Verse four, the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. Listen to this. Every one of us should start every day by asking God to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Because Ephesians five says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And the word filled speaks of something that's continuous as in be constantly filled over and over again with the Holy Spirit. Also in the original language it's a command. God's saying I command you to be filled over and over again with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? It means that the Holy Spirit permeates my life. Because one way this word is translated is permeation as in salt permeating meat to preserve it. God wants His Spirit to permeate every area of your life, your thought life, your, your marriage, your business, everything that you do, He wants to permeate it. And then another translation of the word filled means to have the wind fill your sails. Have you ever been out in a lake in a little sailboat and there's no wind, you're just bobbing around? And then a gust of wind comes and you hoist your sail and you pick up speed. Oh, that's the way to do it. How much better life is when I let the Holy Spirit fill my sails and give me the strength to live this life he's called me to live. I'm not 
talking about trying harder. I'm talking about asking God to help you because you can't do this on your own. Point number three, spirit-led people are spiritually-minded people. This is a big one. Spirit-led people are spiritually-minded people. Verse five, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Pause for a moment. Think about things that please the Spirit. In other words, be preoccupied with things that preoccupy the Holy Spirit. Well, what would those things be? Well, the rest of Romans 8 answers that question. Here's a few things the Holy Spirit wants you to think about. Verse 14 says those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. Verses 15 to 16 tells us God removes the fear of rejection and assures us we're His children. Verses 26 to 27 tell us that the Holy Spirit gives us confidence to approach God in prayer. Here's what the Holy Spirit is preoccupied with. He wants us to think about the fact that we're adopted, we're loved, and we're welcomed. You are adopted, you are loved, and you are welcomed. He welcomes you in prayer. So this is important when you're going through something that's stressing you out and causing you to worry. Remember, you're an adopted child of God. You are welcomed by God. God wants to hear from you. And that's what it is to be spiritually minded and have your mind dominated by the Spirit. The contrast is to think about sinful things. Verse five, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. A lot of things can fall into this category. It can be wicked, horrible things, lust and anger and hatred. It can be empty things like fame and fortune. It can be a person that just thinks of the physical, never gives a passing thought to the spiritual. Jesus said, don't be like non-believers who only think about what they're gonna eat, what they're gonna drink, and what they're gonna wear. He's not saying don't think about those things, just don't make that the only thing you think about. Be preoccupied, if you will, with the things of God. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things, what you'll eat, what you'll wear, what you'll drink, will be added to you. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. We're focusing on the characteristics of spirit-led believers today as Pastor Greg brings us a message called How to Live a Spirit-Led Life from the Book of Romans. Let's continue. Number four, the Holy Spirit is at home in the hearts of spirit-led believers. The Holy Spirit is at home in the hearts of spirit-led believers. Verse nine, you who are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now listen, when you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. Uh, The Bible says that we're convicted by the Spirit, and then ultimately when we believe, we're uh, sealed by the Spirit, Then the Bible tells us we can be filled with the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit. So it all happens to the follower of Jesus. Uh, We were with our grandkids uh, a couple nights ago and they were staying overnight and and we were telling them about the Holy Spirit and about how the Lord's with us wherever we are. And, And then I started talking about angels for their bedtime story. And then I said to Christopher, our grandson, angels are with us in this room right now. And then he said, That's kind of scary. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. That's kind of scary. I said, no, it's not scary. 
It's good, but the Holy Spirit comes in every believer. But this is very important wording that Paul uses here. He says, if the Spirit dwells in you. The word dwell means to be at home. See, there's a difference between the Spirit being in you and the Spirit being at home in you. Have you ever been to someone's house and you just feel at home? You're comfortable? Have you ever been to someone's house and you don't feel at home? Let's say the mom and dad are having a fight there. Hey, kind of want to go now. Let's say the house has a bad smell. Why well, don't want to be here much longer? See, my point is simply some homes I don't want to be in, other homes why well, I, I don't want to leave. And the idea is, here is the Holy Spirit is at home. He's at home. He's comfortable there. Is He comfortable in your life? You know the Bible tells us that there are certain sins we can commit that offend the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Spirit. We can make the Holy Spirit sad. We don't want to do that. But we want to let Him have the rule of our home. And our home, uh, Kathy's in charge of all decor, all decisions of what colors, walls are, furniture, pictures. I'll give my input. Now I have my little department. Anything mechanical, I'm into that. It's like, okay, we're buying a toaster. I'm gonna research toasters now. Okay, I get into all that stuff. But you decide in the house. I'll tell her what I think. And most of the time she's right. Sometimes they disagree. What does it matter? You know, we have peace. Peace in the home. Let the Holy Spirit have His way in your home. You can say, all right, well, Lord, I kind of think this and I sort of think that. And the Holy Spirit's like, okay, but this is what I want. And that's what we're gonna do. Because I want you to dwell in my heart. I want you to be at home in my heart. I want you to be comfortable there. And I want you to be ruling there. One last point. Spirit-led believers overcome the old life. Spirit-led believers overcome the old life. Verse 13 if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. You can't do it on your own. You can try all day long, crucify the flesh. No, well, no. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you go forward, you won't go backwards. The best defense is a good offense. A modern translation of Romans 8 13 says, so don't you see that we don't owe this old do-it-yourself life one red cent? There's nothing in it for us, nothing at all. The best thing to do is give it a decent burial and get on with your new life because God's Spirit beckons. There are things to do and places to go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun translation. And I think it really catches the gist of what Paul is saying. Listen, the best way to put something to death is deprive it of oxygen. You don't feed the flesh, you starve it. Don't cater to those things. Focus your energies on walking in the Spirit and being closer to Jesus. One last verse. You say, you said well, you're, that was your last point. I said that was the last point. This is the last verse. <laughs> verse 14, for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Closing question. Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? You say, well, we're all God's children. Actually, we aren't. Hate to break that to you. We're all created by God. We're all made in the image of God. We're all loved by God, but we are not all God's children in a technical biblical sense. The Bible says, for as many as received him, he gave them the power to become sons of God, daughters of God. So the way I become a child of God is not by birth, 
in a Christian home. It comes about by rebirth. Jesus said you must be born again. There must be a moment when I say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner and I know you're the Savior and I ask you to forgive me and come and live in my life. Then you are reborn, born again, and then you become a child of God. Back to this horrible story of this young lady who took her life, who wrote, I have accepted hope as nothing more than delayed disappointment, and I'm just plain old-fashioned tired of feeling tired. Oh, I wish I could have told her hope is not delayed disappointment. I would have told her hope has a name, and it's Jesus, and that's who you need. And that's who we all need right now. So we're pretty much done here. And we're going to pray in a moment. But I want to extend an invitation on this day. If you don't know Jesus Christ right now, if you're not sure you're a child of God, but you want to become one, if you've done something in your life you're ashamed of, something you wish you had never done but you don't know what to do, I'm telling you, you can be forgiven of it and there'll be no condemnation in your life, but you must call out to God. If you need to do this, please respond to this invitation as we close now in prayer. Let's all bow our heads, if you would, everyone praying. Father, we've heard your word. We know you love us. We know you sent Jesus to die on the cross for us. And now we pray that you will speak to us. And I pray specifically for anyone here or anyone watching or listening wherever they are. If they don't know you, Lord, bring them to yourself right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if today's message has made you want to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg would love to help you do that right now. How can a person know they're going to heaven? Let me say at the outset, I believe I'm going to heaven. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I know I'm going to heaven. You say, Greg, isn't that kind of arrogant? Not really. Because I know this because God has made a promise to me and I've believed that promise. The Bible says, we write these things to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. I've believed on the name of the Son of God. Thus I know I'll go to heaven when I die. Here's my question to you. Do you believe on the name of the Son of God? Is there any more important issue than that? I can't think of one. So I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer. And this is a prayer where you will be asking Jesus to forgive you of your sin, and you'll be asking him to be your own Savior, friend, Lord. It's a prayer only you can pray. Pray these words if you would. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, but I know that you are the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. I want to believe in you. I want to follow you. I want this relationship with you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin and rising again from the dead. And I thank you that you've heard this prayer. And I believe you've come into my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I wanna help you grow in your faith. I wanna help you grow spiritually. So I have a free gift for you. It's called the New Believers Growth Packet. What's in it? No, not a bag of seeds to plant in your backyard. 
I guess it's sort of a form of a bag of seeds because I want to sow some spiritual seed in your life to help you develop as a follower of Christ. So I'm going to send you a copy of the New Testament in the New Living Translation, but it's a special edition. It's called the New Believer's Bible, and it's filled with notes that I wrote that will encourage you in this new commitment or recommitment you've made to Christ. And there's some other materials in the New Believer's Packet as well. So order your copy today. And I'm so glad I had this privilege today to lead you in that prayer. God bless you. You've made the right decision, the decision to follow Jesus Christ. And here's how to get that New Believers Growth Packet. Simply call us at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. That number again, 1-800-772-936. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg helps us see how spiritually minded people have all the resources they need to cope with the pain and perplexities life brings our way. More from our studies in the Book of Romans. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Live a Spirit-Led Life. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.